A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a stretch of level ground with a great crowd of his disciples and a large number of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon. And raising his eyes towards his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude and insult you and announce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven, for their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus had gone up the mountain to pray, and after spending the night in prayer, he chose the twelve apostles. We meet Jesus coming down the mountain with the twelve. In Matthew's Gospel, this teaching is called the Sermon on the Mount, but here Jesus comes to a level place. God is coming down from on high to be level with us. Quoting the prophet Isaiah, John the Baptist announced, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight, and the rough way smooth. This is Jesus teaching us the way, the culture of the level place, the place made smooth, and the paths made straight. We see a great reversal of culture here. The poor are blessed. Theirs is the kingdom. The rich have already received all they will receive. Remember that Jesus is saying these words to his disciples, to us. The rich of the text are the rich us, not some convenient other and bad rich people. The blessings and woes present two alternative ways to live. One is for the here and now, for the self, for maximizing pleasure and avoiding pain. There's only trouble ahead for that way of living. The other way is the embrace of pain and suffering, because death always comes before resurrection. The seed must first fall to the ground before it can bear fruit. The level place, the place where the kingdom is coming true, is where, in fact, the poor are the ones who are truly honored. In society, to be poor and dishonored means to lose all connections with society which make life livable. It meant to be destitute, accursed, and invalid. Notice 
that is not only our own, as it were, bad folk who are at the level place. The great multitude of people come from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Tyre and Sidon are among the enemies who threaten the existence of the nation. To include Tyre and Sidon means that even our enemies belong in the leveled place of the kingdom. In the leveled place, all the people are healed, made valid, and given a place to live, a place in which they can be. We all know what power looks like. It looks like being strong enough not to be the place of the curse, but rather to put others in the place of the curse. Power has to do with winning. I love the way the Message Bible translates the first blessing and woe. You're blessed when you've lost it all. God's kingdom is there for the finding. But it's trouble ahead if you think you have it made. What you have is all you'll ever get. The decisive question, then, is whether to place our trust in human beings or our trust in God. Those who trust in the Lord are like a tree planted beside the water. Those who trust in mere mortals are like a barren bush in the desert, shriveled, lifeless, gasping for life. Their hearts turned away from the Lord. The alternative to the deceitful heart is a tree that could withstand drought and storms. The firmly rooted trees always bear fruit in season and have leaves that never wither. The blessed person, according to the psalmist, does not take from the world, but contributes to it, bearing fruit for the sustenance of other beings and leaves for their breath and shade. In the biblical tradition, the tree is the image of humanity gone awry, for it was a tree's fruit that tripped up Adam and Eve. In Luke's Gospel, after his baptism in the River Jordan, Luke traces Jesus' family tree back to Abraham and then beyond, all the way back to Adam, the Son of God. The beginning of Jesus' work completes Adam's story. The Son of God brackets the story. Jesus, the Son of God, comes to gather all the sons and daughters of God whom sin has scattered. Jesus bore the curse of crucifixion on a tree so we could be grafted onto the tree of God's people. The cross was the price Jesus paid for living in the world. Reality always has a cruciform pattern. Jesus hung between a good thief and a bad thief, between heaven and earth, inside of both humanity and divinity, holding together all the primary opposites. Jesus is inviting us to live our lives rooted in this same reality. In chapter 12 of Luke's Gospel, Jesus says, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it has pleased the Father to give you the kingdom. It's done. It's not conditional. Nothing more is needed. 
so do not be afraid. In his Sermon on the Plain, Jesus is announcing that the kingdom of God is already at hand. We are being invited to live not for ourselves, but for each other. Jesus comes down to the level place to level us out, so that no one stands alone. There's an old spiritual from around the turn of the 20th century, although its roots may go back to slavery. The song was revised as an anthem of solidarity during the labor movement. In our own time, it was sung by black and white together during the civil rights movement in the 1960s. Like a tree that is planted by the water, we are rooted in the Father's love and in Jesus, bound to each other, one body of Christ. We shall not, we shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not be moved. Like a tree that's planted by the water. We shall not be Tree that's planted by the wall.